Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our theme of the resurrection found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Our previous passage dealt with the consequences of denying the doctrine of bodily resurrection. Now we come to the certainty of resurrection. Eschatology is the fancy word for the doctrine of last things or Bible prophecy. The special wrinkle of eschatology in this passage is what you could call personal eschatology rather than overall plan for the ages. In other words, what is going to happen to you, not what is going to happen to the whole world. Please listen carefully as Pastor Harris delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, The Resurrection Plan. Go back to Romans 5, starting at verse 16. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in justification. Now, what that's saying is simply that Adam affected countless others. Likewise, Jesus affected countless others. They both did something as the head of a whole group of people. Verse 17, for if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. There's no way to be saved except through Christ. There's one way to be condemned, that is, through Adam. So that's why our text, chapter 15, verse 22, says everyone is either in Adam or in Christ. In Adam all die, in Christ all will be made alive. All right? Take a breath. We're going to go down under one more time. Actually, one, well, yes, one more time. Verse 19. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The law came in so that the transgression would increase but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I believe if I was preaching through Romans, that probably would be about three sermons to plow through that section there for all the things that that, that, that connects. But understand, the only cure for the problem of your sin... And the only 
escape from the judgment that your sin deserves is the grace of God. And the gift of the grace is all in Christ Jesus. So, through that passage, Adam and Christ are compared and contrasted all the way through. Did you see it as we went there? You can put it in two columns. Adam, well, in his column, sin and death. In Christ's column, righteousness and life. Adam is the type or the picture. Christ is the fulfillment. In Adam, death reigns. In Christ, righteousness reigns. In Adam, many died. In Christ, many live. In Adam, there's judgment. In Christ, there's the free gift, the gift of grace. In Adam, it's condemnation. In Christ, it's justification. In Adam, many were made sinners. In Christ, many were made righteous. In Adam, or working to expose what Adam did, the law exposes sin. But where sin is exposed and understood, in other words, sin abounds, grace abounds all the more in Christ. So in Adam, sin reigns. In Christ, grace reigns. In Adam, the end is death. In Christ, the end is eternal life. Now, that's a chart version of Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. You could probably even massage that a little more and come up with more comparisons and, and contrasts. So back to our text. For since by a man came death, well, it happened just as God said it would. By a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. We know that death came through Adam. Understand, the Bible teaches there was no death before Adam. And that really is a big deal. Genesis 2.17, remember what was said to Adam and Eve? But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die. That was unknown to them. Death was brought into the human race by Adam. It originated among the angels. Some of the angels fell. The serpent, Satan, the leader of the angels, he tricked Eve, and Adam followed his wife. Now, it included more than physical death. The physical death part of it, that was not immediate. But Adam's sin brought spiritual disaster immediately. It, it ruined his relationship with God. And it brought that disaster not only on himself, but on all of his progeny as well. We are sinners because we're descended from Adam. 1 Corinthians 15 is going to major on the physical death part of it and the physical resurrection, which is Christ's victory over death. But notice 15, 21, and 22, since by, a death, uh, since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive." Um, Christ's resurrection was as far-reaching in its power as was Adam's sin. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, when He bore the wrath of God, when He cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
as he took all of our sins upon himself. And then when he cried out, it is finished, he made the atonement that was sufficient for all the sins of everyone. And all of those sacrifices in the Old Testament, they had to be repeated over and over and over and over again, week after week, month after month, year after year, century after century. And then Christ, in the fulfillment of what all of those pictured, He made one sacrifice, one time, once for all. Read about it in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 10, 12, and 14 uses the word once and once for all. Three different times there. 1 John 2, 2 puts it this way. He Himself is the propitiation, the singular one. Propitiation means atoning sacrifice, the sacrifice which satisfies the wrath of God. He Himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. My friends, you're going to come to the end of your life, and you're going to be face to face with the justice of God. And you are either going to be standing where you were born in Adam, or you're going to be standing in Christ. It's the difference between the lake of fire and the new heaven and the new earth. So again, 1 Corinthians 15, 21 and 22, notice the repeating of the phrase, by a man and by a man. You're going to be tied to the man Adam, or you're going to be tied to the man Jesus. Now, that tells you two things about Jesus. It says that Jesus was truly human. He's a man. He was, he was fully a descendant of that first man, Adam. But it also tells you, secondly, that both Adam and Jesus are, in a sense, heads of the human race. You're going to be under the headship either of Adam or of Jesus. Now, when we get down to chapter 15, verse 45, which just might be, I think that's in our next sermon. I'm not quite sure yet. You're going to see that Jesus there is called the last Adam. Each one, Adam and Jesus, did something on behalf of the whole race. Christ stands in a position similar to Adam as the head. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking you've got to make sure you have your head on right. It's got to be Adam or Jesus. It will be Adam or Jesus. So in the resurrection plan, Christ's resurrection is the pledge of your resurrection. Christ's resurrection is the proof of your resurrection. And now we want to close, well, not right at the end yet, but finish this up. Christ's resurrection shows the plan of your Redeemer, or it is part of the plan of your Redeemer. The reasoning in this section 23 through 28, is that all of history is completely under God's control. We are meant to understand that the resurrection of Jesus Christ guarantees our resurrection. It proves that we have been redeemed, the price has been paid. But even beyond that, it's the assurance that everything is under God's control, not only what has happened, but all of future history as well. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.